In a rapidly changing marketplace, how does a business successfully identify the right skills and the right people for future roles? Up until now, talent management has been mainly about high potential programs, but most organisations have seen little for this type of investment. Do we need to start focusing on the now rather than just the future to get talent management right? Let's find out. Welcome to Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. I'm Natal Dank. And I'm Tom Hack. And we explore the latest hot topics and business challenges impacting the people side of organisations. Stick around to the end for our practical top tip. And if you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. What is your key message in this episode? My key message is to help people develop their T-shape to help them develop their talent. And my key message is focus on the current talent management issues and not too much on the faraway future. Okay, Tom, so in the past, talent management, uh, well, in my kind of jobs that I've had was always associated with either succession planning or assessment grids like the nine box matrix. But what I'm thinking is that organizations are rapidly evolving here and traditional structures of you know hierarchies and career ladders are quickly kind of you know not just evolving but disappearing. So I'm thinking these old ways of doing talent management aren't applicable anymore. Can you talk us through the trends that are reshaping talent management in the marketplace? And, and it sounds a little bit as if those things worked in the past. <laughs> it's true. But I think <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of talent management efforts that didn't also, in the past was also, hmm. Eh? Talent management is an interesting subject because it's also a kind of harmless. If you ask managers or CEOs, HR, what is one of your top priorities? It's always talent management. And nobody will say, talent management? That's strange. <laughs> oh, yeah, talent management. But part of it in the past and also now is kind of window dressing, you could say. We pay attention to that. It keeps HR busy and then we can go on do our own things. So if you look at what's going on, I think one of the, the important elements, and you already mentioned it, is a sense of urgency. Yeah. What are the talent management issues of today? instead of focusing too much on the talent management issues in the far away future. Some of those urgent issues might be difficult to tackle. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you two examples. Most management teams know people who are not functioning very well. Yes? There's yes. always one or two. So, uh, what do we do with Tom? <laughs> but he has been here some time and he's doing okay. So dealing with teams that are non-functional is an urgent issue of today. And it's a talent management issue because Tom, the old hand who has been there for years, might block the opportunity for young and eager people who could do his job better. Mm. So dealing with blockers, for example, is an urgent issue of today, an urgent talent management issue. And there are others, but this is a good example. Yeah. So the urgency is important. The speed is also important. It's not about, okay, let's first define what talent is. Well, you and I have spent hours and hours on those type of definitions. 
then how do we detect the talent? Yes. And there we go. We lose more time and more time. And in the meantime, the business is going on and on and on. And they say, well, mm -hmm. we need someone who can help us to do this today. Mm -hmm. So the speed is important. So the ability to react quickly on staffing issues, that's super important. And there you need to adapt your practice. Another element which is important, and we have discussed that before as well, is personalization. Yeah. It's not the standard lines. It's not the standard requirements. It's about how can we make the best fit between what individual people need, want, and what their capabilities are and the opportunities in the organization. So that's not about a standardized path. It's about looking on an individual level and being willing to tailor around those type of questions. Yeah. And that's also very difficult for, for organizations. But it's interesting because uh, when I'm listening to you talking about talent management, I'm thinking, well, this is kind of just really good career development in many ways, isn't it? How do you know the skills of your people? How do you know where they need to develop? And how do you help them do that and actually contribute to the business problems that are happening right now, which in turn builds their capability for the future. So they sort of go yeah, hand in hand. It, also, you don't have to need to know it all now, you understand? Yeah, true. Yeah. Because that, that is often leads to the data-based approach. Let's find out what everybody can do and what the skill levels are. That's not necessary. You, you need to be able to find it out at the moment when it's needed mm -hmm. and not necessarily in a top-down way. No. Because their talent management and recruitment, in my view, are very close together. Definitely. The mechanism yes. you use. Yes. So how can you reach out or how can you offer opportunities to people and then have mechanisms to see how you can uh, make the best possible mm. fit when needed. Exactly. It actually also relates to a few of the other discussions we've had about understanding your skills that are available in the sense of how you can bring people together for projects and business problems. So, you know, creating opportunities. Who would like to be part of this? Who has these skills? Rather than, as you said, go to our big list, you know, the master list. Um, and also this idea of, uh, you know, jobs and skills rather than just roles, because I think that yeah. is also moving away yeah. from that old kind of thinking around it. Yeah. And things I did not mention, but but you mentioned them implicitly, is transparency. Yep, so you could say definitely. a long-term movement is from secrecy. We all know hey, talking about, hey, what do you think about Natal of Natal? And is she good? Uh, discussions about people mm -hmm. to transparency and discussions with people. Not yes. about people, discussions with people. And be transparent also about opportunities. Not say, oh, we have a very nice opportunity there and there. Let's keep it secret. Eh? Mm -hmm. and find the best person in our book. No, put it in the open and offer people opportunities. Yeah. And not with a lot of rules around that about, yeah, but you can only move if you were three years in your current job. You can only move if you're on the high potential list. And you can only move if your direct boss is in agreement. Well, we all know those rule books as well. They are not very helpful. More transparency, more a kind of open market in an equal way. So I really like the term you just used then, Tom, open marketplace. So this idea of what are the opportunities? What do we need to do to solve business problems? So create certain projects, maybe create certain roles, and then ask people to apply for those. Do you have the skills? If you think you do, then put your hand up. So there's much more this two-way process. 
And that's kind of music to my ears because talent management brings back a, probably a really quite significant moment in my own career when I was a global head of talent and we were using something called a 25 box matrix. So not just nine boxes, we had 25 because we had five uh, rating levels and then five levels of potential. But the problem was not even just that there were so many boxes, but it was this really heavy process that we inflicted on the organization every year. And we asked all these managers to do all these conversations and we collect all this data only for so much of it just to be kept secret. And I don't think we really use the power of the data. So do we think that these kind of processes are dead now? You know, and if they are, what instruments can people pull on and use uh, to do talent management? What's your thoughts? Yeah, and I think we, we can use technology and analytics a lot more. So it's also not about people necessarily applying for an opportunity, but saying to the machine, for example, we are looking for someone like Tom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then the machine can find candidates that look a little bit like Tom. Machines can help us in talent identification when mm -hmm. needed very mm. quickly. And then yeah. we can approach people, say, hey, yeah. there's a nice opportunity. Maybe you are interested. So using technology and analytics in the sense of what are the real characteristics of the people we are looking for or, or the characteristics of the roles we are looking for people. Yes. And often yeah. that is also not evidence-based. So more analytics and using technology to help us in the process, especially to speed it up. Yeah, I think definitely. that's very important. And and peer-to-peer -peer discussions with, with groups of sort of managers or project leads, because I think that's also a missed opportunity. When we've done things like nine box grids in the past, we tend to do them, you know, each manager fills it in and then shares that data, where actually if we come together and just talk about our people, you know, what skills do we have? Who's good at what? What do we need to develop? So it's more of this performance, development and talent all at the same time. They can be great uh, discussions. I've been in many of those so-called calibration sessions. Mm -hmm. They can be very political mm, because true. they say, well, you know, if I'm kind about Natal, Natal will be, maybe be kind about Jack, who is in my team. So they can be political and too much talking about people and not with people. Not with so people. Yeah. That's so have that people in the room more. I like that yeah. message. Okay. Excellent, Tom. Great to speak to you about talent management. A hot topic always, so I um, really look forward to people's comments on this one. So let's go to our practical top tip for talent management. The key message is to focus on the now, not just the future and the potential of people. So let's look at the people that you have. What is their breadth of experience? What are the skills that they're bringing? And how can they actively develop their T-shape, so breadth of experience, and then deep skills across the business? By looking at how they can improve that by joining projects, getting mentors, looking at secondments, you're not just developing their capability for the now and how they contribute, you're also developing them for future roles. And this is how you can do both at the same time. So see talent management as developing people now, not just in the future. For your time today. This is Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. If you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Thank you.